0: Hi folks, welcome back to the Nerd with a Phone podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. I'm your host, Charles. How you doing today? Thanks for tuning in. We've got a special episode for you. We're going to be talking some wrestling, some Smackdown Live, and Hell in a Cell reviews and thoughts from myself and Dreadful Rock 574 coming up next here on Nerd with the Phone. Won't you stay tuned? Alrighty, folks, welcome into the podcast. It's going to be a new, I don't know, we don't know how permanent this is going to be, but it occurred to me that I haven't really done uh, much wrestling on the channel, <laughs> even though I'm a huge fan. And so am I. Yep. for Rock Johns here <laughs> as well. And, uh, so tentatively we're calling this, uh, Legion nosebleeds, you know, like the nosebleed seats, you know, so, you know, we could invite you to join the Legion,
1: Corny, I know,
0: but, hey,
1: uh. <laughs> I'm already a member since I got to see Raw live from the nosebleeds, <laughs> when they came to Evansville last year,
0: oh yeah, yeah, Monday Night Raw, yep, yeah, oh man, so, Anyway...
1: Got the witness, Braun Strowman, destroy Roman Reigns firsthand.
0: <laughs> it was awesome. Heck yeah. But we're both, like, longtime wrestling fans, like, from knee-high, you know, since kids, really. But, um... This is primarily just to review uh, Hell in a Cell and Friday Night Smackdown for Friday, October 11th, 2019. So... All right, I guess uh, in case anybody hasn't seen them, we should probably start with the pay per view.
1: And, well, uh, obviously. Spoiler alert.
0: Spoilers. You've been warned. All right. So. If you
1: don't want to hear, stop listening right now. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one, go.
0: All right. So, Hell in a Cell. Three and. In- Three hours and 15 minutes was the runtime on that. And only the middle of it seemed to drag to me.
1: I have to agree. Yeah. Like... It opened strong, and personally speaking, it ended strong.
0: Yeah. All right, so what was that opening women's match? It was for the Raw women's title?
1: It was Sasha Banks... Versus Becky Lynch. Yeah. And an actual Hell in the Cell match.
0: Yeah. And anybody that. Okay, first, if you haven't seen this pay per view, just like seriously, just WWE Network App 30 day free trial. I mean, that's what we did. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. And that opening match. Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. That was pretty much like like if I would have paid to get in the hell in a cell, I could have left out there that match and been perfectly fine. And been satisfied with my money.
1: That, yeah, for me it could have been the whole program. Yeah. Heads down, best match of the night. Yeah. Um, I mean, these ladies tore into each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, Physicality, everything else. Uh, We actually watched it with my father, who was surprised there wasn't any blood. Like I you know, it's like usually by now somebody would have been busted up.
1: We had to explain to them that they're basically in the PG thirteen territory now, so they can't really allow much of that.
0: Yeah anymore. Yeah. But I mean, like by all rights, these two women should have looked like something out of Freddy. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Mean
1: that one maneuver. Okay. To set it up here, Sasha Banks put two kendo sticks into the corner of the um, of the cell, kind of high up, like right even with the actual ring. Mm-hmm. Oh the yeah. The bottom, you no, know, the top of the ring apron where the mat is. Yeah. And then put a steel folding chair on it. And tried to set up Becky Lynch for a maneuver. Well, Becky countered it, put Sasha on it, sitting, and got up onto the apron onto the opposite side, took a running leap, and drop-kicked her. <laughs> into the steel chair,
0: into the... Into the cage. Into, into the cage. Into the
1: hell in Through the steel chair, into the cage. Yeah. And then she fell face first onto the freaking ground. Through the kendo stick. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of wondering how she was able to get back up after that.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it might have had to do with the costume. And Let's talk about Becky Lynch's um, attire. Because I thought it was kind of unusual and everything like that. But it seemed to be a bit padded and everything else. And that seems like more of a Seth Rollins thing. But... Actually,
1: Roman Reigns. Yeah. Only Becky Lynch's was in the front, Mm -hmm. protecting her chest. Roman Reigns, if you take a good look at the back of his vest thing he wears, it's got that spine thing that looks like it's going down. Yeah. That's for a reason. Okay. It's, um, like, um... It's padded, of course, but it's also got, like, uh, copper fibers going through it.
0: All right. And by the way... It the... is
1: meant to... Designed to protect your spine. Yeah. Well, Becky's looked like the same kind of design, only different design-ish. And uh, it was meant to protect her chest.
0: Yeah. By the way, all the noise in the background is the cat... Miss Fortune. Going absolutely nuts. All right, (laughs) all right. So, what was the second match?
1: What was the second match?
0: Oh, I guess we need to finish this up. Um, like the um the winner.
1: Well, they kept going at it, Mm -hmm. and okay, finally, Sasha Banks got the upper hand. Got up under the ring. Was so frustrated, she just started throwing. uh, What was it? At the final count, at least 20 chairs.
0: Yeah my, count, ring. yeah, my count was almost as many chairs as there have been WrestleManias.
1: And <laughs> tried to do like a top rope maneuver thing, and Becky Lynch got up and reversed it. Mm-hmm. Put Sasha Banks into it then got her arm, got Sasha Banks' arm wrapped up into another chair and put her finishing move to disarm her on her. Yeah. Tap out, Becky Lynch retains.
0: Yeah. And that kind of set the momentum for the evening until you get to the Universal Championship, which we'll get
1: to. Um, Uh, Second match, I believe, was, was the Viking dude and Braun Strowman versus the OC.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that was the second match. Yeah. Which, really, well, phenomenal AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman. That's really all you have to say about it. Yeah. Basically. And not surprising, well, it ended in a no contest.
0: Yeah. It was essentially the old classic, what I like to call the old Ted Turner days match. It was essentially a lumberjack match with with a different name.
1: Even though it was actually a three-on-three tag team match.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but
1: essentially, it was AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: With the other members acting as basically lumberjacks.
0: <laughs> Just beating the hell out of each other instead of protecting their leader. Um, yeah. That, I mean, it's pretty standard flair at this point. Um, And that's the thing. I mean, you might see some bias out of us, just full disclosure, because I think John and I both agree that the women have been killing it in WWE. Oh, yeah. For the last few years. And the men are struggling, really just struggling to keep
1: up. And I'm doing air quotes here, but the whole women's revolution has, in my mind, really taken off.
0: Yeah, it really has. I mean, it's almost to the point that that whole mixed tag challenge thing that they did exclusively a couple years ago, if they want them in to be relevant, they almost need to create a mixed tag division to, yeah, like, definitely, you know, to make it happen. But
1: if I'm remembering the order correctly, the next match was, uh, Baron Corbin versus shorty. I'm sorry, Chad Gable.
0: (laughs) Don't make me spit my water onto my
1: laptop, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. That was an ongoing joke from then <clears> on. <throat> Baron Corbin dubbed him. Well, uh-uh. oh, okay. King
0: Baron. Uh uh-huh. King so Baron. He
1: won the king of the ring recently.
0: Yeah. And like I pointed out, we got to, we're jumping all over the place here. But like, that was a nice transition. I mean, it took me a while to get it. That's such a subtle joke that you miss it. He was Baron Corbin. And now he's King Corbin. Yeah. Baron to king.
1: Uh, <laughs> and he is hamming it up. Yeah. I mean, he, <clears throat> love him or hate him, he's actually selling it. Pretty <laughs> well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Despite the king's protests, that that isn't how a king behaves. Um,
1: In my mind, overall, that was a pretty forgettable match.
0: Yeah, yeah. It didn't get interesting until the interview with Shorty.
1: <clears throat> oh, after uh, Chad Gable pulled an upset? mm mm-hmm. uh, Okay, the ending of the match is Baron Corbin got frustrated that he couldn't put him down. And Went out and grabbed the scepter and tried to whack him with it. And which ended up in like what was it, schoolboy? Yeah, schoolboy yeah. pin. And yeah, Gable got the win. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He got us, he got a schoolboy and he rolled out of the schoolboy. Like, like it was, that was pretty impressive, actually. That he rolled in, he got the pin as soon as the three count was done, he leaped like um Spring Hill Jack out of the ring and disappeared.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And fast forward to a little later on in the evening, uh, Chad Abel was being interviewed by someone, and she goes, "She actually called him Shorty." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm sorry." He goes, "No, call me Shorty. Call me whatever you want. I, I'm on top of the world right now." It was I'm Charlie the, Caruso. And I'm the victor here, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Corbin just wheeles him.
0: Yeah, it was classic NXT Throws Corbin him
1: against the walls against him a bunch of boxes and throws them through a steel door and yeah. almost downstairs. and Yeah. Yeah. That was a great little moment. Yeah. That, that was
0: classic NXT Corbin from back when uh, Finn Balor wouldn't face him for the title. And he was just attacking him. Yeah. To try to get it to happen. You know, that was, that was, that was Baron Corbin, not King Corbin.
1: <laughs> but sure. yeah. here I am eating candy not offering you any <laughs> all right yeah I bought some cheap Halloween candy sorry if, if you hear me crunching on it
0: you know <laughs> but uh, let's You're wondering
1: see you do tiny little skulls and bones candy you know
0: yeah
1: nothing special
0: but uh, and to clarify for the listeners here I hope this is coherent I haven't had a chance to listen back obviously because I'm recording it but <laughs> it's one of those. This will be, I don't know. I, I, I figure I'll do an episode every monthly pay-per-view or so, but,
1: uh, Oh yeah. Another, I think it was right after the Corbin Gable match. Yeah. It was another, in my mind, standout match. Okay. Uh, I think it was like mid card or something. Like yeah. Midway through the, prom- the promotion. Yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh,
0: yeah. The tag the
1: team. tag team women's champions mm-hmm. versus, uh, I, for the life of me, I can't remember their actual tag team name right now, but it's Asuka and Kairi Sane.
0: Yeah. It kind of,
1: it's Samurai Warriors.
0: Yeah. I no, think that's what they're no the, the Kairi Warriors.
1: Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, Mm -hmm. excellent back and forth match. And I was like, and I think I'm actually quoting myself here. I'm mixed on this match. (laughs) I have no idea who to root for. Mm -hmm. Because me personally, honestly, as a fan, I love all four women Mm -hmm. in the ring.
0: Right? Me too. The um,
1: And I believe you said, well, it's a pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, they hardly ever change, change titles, so it's going to be cross and yeah. Bliss.
0: Yeah, I figured it would be, because Alexa Bliss has just been a mini-ninja for, like, the last four years. Like, oh, yeah. like she just, like, like even um, when the whole thing was going down, when Ronda Rousey was... Uh, still active. She's still with the company. She's still under contract, but she's not in the ring at the moment as far as I can tell. Uh, But, like, yeah, that's who they put Ronda Rousey with after Mm -hmm. uh, the initial Charlotte thing, and it's simply because Alexa Bliss may be the best technical wrestler in the game right now. I said it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like one of those technical from arm bars to you know submission On that
1: front, I'm going to have to reluctantly disagree with you mm. and have to say it's the Empress of Tomorrow Oscar. Ah. the submission queen
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But you have to have somebody that's equal.
1: And as good as Kyrie Singh is, it ain't her. And that's what made that match so great. It was really the Bliss-Asuka back and forth. Yeah. Sane and Cross were there, but that was basically it. They were basically just there. Yeah, <laughs> they were basically like, I think they were watching
0: the match as much as anyone in the arena was.
1: Yeah. be. <laughs> you want to say it or you want me to? Go for it. Which, oh man. The moment the match ended, Charles here mm-hmm. actually... Almost jumped out of his seat going, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because, um, yeah, that's right. Kairi Sane knocked down Nikki Cross, which distracted Bliss for a split second. Mm -hmm. When she turned around, Asuka Green missed her. Yep. Pulled an old school New Japan Tajiri move. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. Spit green mist on her face and got the freaking. Uh, did she use the Oscar lock or was it just a straight up pin? Um, I believe it was submission. I would think it was a tap out. Right. I think she put her in the Oscar lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, got the victory. Yeah, and we it was like a- champs, and you're like, what? <laughs> no
0: way! <laughs> Actually, I'll have to rewatch it again. But, like, oftentimes when you have somebody do a hill move like that, if they are going to do a submission immediately, you just have the victim tap out immediately. So I I honestly couldn't quite tell if it was, like, a schoolgirl or an Oscar lock.
1: Listen, I couldn't tell either. It was so quick.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was basically green mist, ding, 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 over, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's like it's a blink and you miss it moment. Yeah. It didn't
0: help that the mist was still actually kind of floating. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh, geez. What was the next one after that?
0: Hmm. I, it, it may have been the OC.
1: No, no, they were before. Mm. They were like the second match.
0: Not quite sure. We might have to fast forward due to a terrible memory,
1: but um, all right, all right. Match I really want to talk about. Okay. Which directly leads into SmackDown.
0: Okay. You
1: know what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm gonna go out there and say this. If you're listening, I love you, Bailey. <laughs> Had a crush on you ever since you debuted in NXT. Bailey. Oh man, Bailey versus Charlotte. Flair. Bailey. Versus... Bailey, defending champion.
0: Okay, I gotta say it because I said it at the time at my Go father's ahead. house. Go ahead. Like Bailey versus Charlotte is every bit as interesting as Charlotte versus Bailey. And back and forth, it's Bailey and Charlotte is completely what they set out to do um, with that rivalry. It took a while to get there. Fans weren't digging in it at first because it just felt like, well, this princess is being thrown in, and who the hell is this Bailey chick? But you know, five plus years later,
1: it's one of those iconic rivalries. Yeah. Where once they come out and they're facing each other, you just know you're in for something good.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Whether it be a knockdown, drag out, slugfest, or a decent actual technical match. Yeah. You know it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. And it's basically, I mean, and Charlotte has accomplished that with Bailey's help and everything like that. It's like they were wanting to build. What uh, Rick had with um, what's his freaking name? I always forget. The the brawler, the one Flair won his first title with against that first still cage match for the title, it, you know, and, and nobody could believe how much Flair was bleeding.
1: Damn, I forget who that was.
0: Yeah, but like, yeah, that's the whole. Thing, uh, I think tonight. Well, I think tonight with tonight's SmackDown and Sunday's Hell in a Cell match, Bailey and Miss Flair, the Queen, are finally there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And like I, we expected, nice back and forth drug out match. Neither one really getting the upper hand mm-hmm. until Flair got kind of ticked off that Bailey was pulling all these surprisingly heelish moves mm-hmm. that Bailey has never really done before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're talking like behind the ref's back, thumb to the eyes taking her out to the freaking outside and slamming her freaking knees against the in the metal screen on the side of the ring and all mm. this and that and just really going to town on it. Mm-hmm. Until Flair turned it around He started doing the same thing that Bailey really messed her knee up, it looked like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And
1: then eventually, oh, yeah, that was after Bailey busted her lip open, mm-hmm. and that's when you pointed. I pointed out to your dad, "Hey, there's your blood."
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And every moment Flair got, she was wiping her mouth. Yeah, because it was just ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, dang it, you know. Yeah,
0: she uh, Bailey stuck her. Bailey stuck her and stuck her good,
1: which in turn ticked Flair off. Mm-hmm. And made her just be the queen. Yep. And finally get the figure eight for the victory. Yep. Taking Bailey's title. Yeah. In which Bailey just threw... The only thing I can compare it to is a little toddler's temper tantrum when you take their favorite floor away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it was more than that. Like, it was more than that. Because she's had that one before when Sasha Banks beat her. That was that temper tantrum. When Sasha beat her, that's the one. She literally got in the middle of the ring and bounced around like a little Mm -hmm. baby. Like that. This one was deeper. And you could sense it at the time when watching the pay-per-view. Like, this one was deeper. This one was emotional.
1: Yeah. Well, it was her first women's title on SmackDown. Yeah. She had basically just won
0: it. Yep. Yep.
1: And all of a sudden, here's Charlotte taking it away almost immediately.
0: Yep. So should we just flash forward to SmackDown and get it over
1: with? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I loved it. Mm. Anyway, it was the final match of SmackDown. After all of a sudden done with the draft and blah this and blah that. <coughs> Rematch, Bailey Charlotte. Mhm. Charlotte comes out first, being Charlotte. Then Bailey's music hits. Traditional Bailey music, all that. The hug of buddies come out, but Bailey's not being Bailey. She's wearing like a AJ Styles style hoodie. That's all zipped up, and you can't really see the rest of her outfit until she finally just takes it off. And oh my god, her ponytail's gone. She cut her hair short. And she strips off the the hoodie to reveal a what was it? Black and gold?
0: Yeah, it's black Black and gold. And I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. I believe Bailey. Is that a minimum from Pennsylvania? So I'm saying that's a shout out to Steeler Nation. That's what I'm saying. But
1: man, how good buddies are going out, and all of a sudden her mu- her music just stops. Mm-hmm. And she's got this look of, oh, uh, <clears throat> you've woken something in me. Yep. Reaches behind something, pulls out this long stick with like twin blades on it, (laughs) and just starts slashing her huggy buddies up. Yep. And just destroys them. Yep. With the mean look of desperation on her face, she just walks to the ring in pure silence. Kind of like the way Dolph Ziggler used to do. Yep. Wanna be, I'm here to change it. <laughs> and then just silence as he walks down to the ring. Yeah, that kind of intensity. Yep. And Bailey pretty much almost destroyed Charlotte. Sure, it was a little back and forth, whatnot, to get things going. But man, Bailey just total heel turn.
0: Yeah. And I love the end of the match. I love the end of the match. And I give Charlotte Flair like a ton of credit again on this because when it, the end of the match, it was pretty standard. But at the same time, I loved um, I loved Charlotte's selling of the move because she just like Charlotte still ha- had a lot of energy left in her. And Bailey just stole it.
1: Okay. Now yeah. Bailey pulled the Jericho. Yep. She couldn't get Flair down. She couldn't take her out. She couldn't do this. Everything she did was just not working. Yep. And Bailey tried a heel move where she put her legs on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Only got like a two count. Yep,
0: which also happened at the pay-per-view, only much more dramatically.
1: Only the ref caught him yeah. at the pay-per-view. Yeah. This time he didn't. And she's like, oh, what do you mean it was only two? And she turned her back on Flair and was screaming, No, no, that should have been a victory. It should've been a win. And Flair does like this face crusher yep. on the Bailey and Bailey immediately reverses it into a pin. Mm -hmm. And gets her title back.
0: Yep. (laughs) And when they show Flair's face, immediately after rollout, Flair immediately just is up on her feet to show that she wasn't injured or anything like that. But the look on her face, the way Flair sold that, the look on her face was like, Bailey? 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 <laughs> like I didn't know you had it in you, you know.
1: <laughs> Perfect. And instead of just walking out with a title, all right. She wa- yep. Yeah. Like I was saying, instead of just walking out with her title, no, she walks up. To the other side of the ring by the ramp, walks up the steel steps, stands right in front of Flair, and holds the title up. Yep. In a complete, like, that's whenever the moment she really turned heel. Yep. She was rubbing it in her face. Yep. And, and then that- your dad actually said that. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it. Rub it in her face, girl. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yep, and then, because I kind of missed it, Dad and I were talking, then there's the microphone moment on SmackDown. This probably is going to be infamous, because this was like the second ever episode on Fox for SmackDown.
1: And I'm so enamored with Bailey anyway, I was glued to the screen, my ears were tuning you guys out. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they honestly censored the first part of it. Yeah. In which, I'm pretty sure she honestly actually said, fuck you bitches. <laughs> but it came back, you bitches. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was all in shock. She goes, yeah, I said it. <laughs> Screw all of you. Mm-hmm. And that's when the show went off. Off they the air. ended it right there. Yep,
0: yep, perfect hill turn, everything like that. And like I said, watching this at my dad's house, like it's very important how they follow this up. Yeah, they can't. They they've started a hill turn with her before, and then pull back the curtain, big. Because they were worried about hurting the Make-A-Wish Foundation kids and everything like that, but a Bailey Hill turn is as important as Hollywood Hulk Hogan's was. It just is. Or
1: another infamous heel turn that turned out to be, well, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. The Rock. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. When he debuted as Rocky Maiavea, everyone hated him. Yep. The moment he came back as The Rock.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Boom. Instant starter.
0: Yep. And I honestly think it's going to stick this time because SmackDown and Fox have The Rock around for a few weeks. Yep. And everything like that. I think The Rock is the one making this happen for Bailey. I think The Rock is the one, like, listen, she's a sweet kid, but, you know, she's got to have something to come back to like that, you know, like, just
1: let her go heel. And with her changing her hairstyle and destroying the inflatable hugger buddies, I think it is going to stick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're, uh, the average six-year-old girl that loved her Thursday is probably tearing the poster down off of the wall tonight. And that's what you want from a hill turn. It just is. Yep. <laughs> uh, it just is. Oh, man. Not
1: nearly as shocking as Shawn Michaels' super-kicking... Marty Janetti. Yep. But right up there, if you ask me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even though we both kind of saw it coming and I was hoping for it, but mm-hmm. it was still awesome.
0: When I saw her reaction, I said it at the time on, on the pay per view, I was like, oh, maybe this Bailey Hill turn thing isn't a rumor. All right, because there's a there's a person that I used to work with. We won't give any last names here, but his name is Michael. You know who I'm talking about. And his family has some wrestling connections, and he told me two years ago that the Bailey Hill turn was going to happen. They just keep
1: postponing it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah.
1: Alright. Okay, with my love session over with. Uh huh. And out the way for now. We have to talk about the final match of Hell in a Cell.
0: Okay, back to Hell in a Cell, alright?
1: It's the first time you ever saw his new persona. Mm. Dude. Yeah. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Your reaction.
0: Okay. That first entrance, for me, that was the first time I saw The Fiend Bray Wyatt. And I loved the old entrance. You know, show me the fireflies. And. When he gets to the ring, like usual, with the lamp and everything, and the camera stays on, on the lamp, and then it goes off camera, and then it took me a minute to see what the hell actually happened. Because it's like it's Bray's face on the lantern. Yeah. And then they pan back up, and they show The Fiend. And I'm like... It's like it, it's like they poured acid on a mannequin of Jeff Hardy.
1: I love that new mask. <laughs> it is just awesome.
0: <laughs> it is awesome looking. It's like they took a Jeff Hardy mask and melted it, it was my first reaction. Yeah. <laughs> but As more of the personality of this new twist to Bray Wyatt started showing itself, like the psychology of it and everything, it was brilliant storytelling. My one issue is that this character, the Fiend, um, apparently has to wrestle in red light.
1: Personally, I think they only did that for Hell in a Cell. All right. Because if you remember, way back, yeah, I think this was like maybe one or two years ago, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt faced off against uh, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I remember that. They kept showing overhead shots of the lights going off and coming back and showing different images of weird, gross stuff. Yeah. I think it was more psychological, like that. Like they were trying to make it look like they were actually in hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get what they were trying to do. It's just, it was. I couldn't really focus up enough to follow the action in the ring because I was too busy trying to take my damn glasses off and see because the red. Yeah was messing with my eyes. That was my issue with the match. But from... From the reaction of the crowd itself... Like... If booze is what they was going for... Then... You know...
1: But... You want to handle the conclusion of this match? Okay. (laughs) To summarize the match... Nothing Seth Rollins did, did anything. I mean, he ended up hitting them with what? Uh, at least 10 curb stomps plus a pedigree?
0: It was 11, but one of them didn't quite land right, so he had to do it again immediately.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and every time he went for a pin, it's like curb stomp, curb stomp, curb stomp, pin. Which is the way he took out Brock it? Yeah. Three curb stomps in a row, immediate, pin, beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Well, Bray Wyatt kicked out in one freaking count. Yeah. Then he got back up, more curb stomps. Yeah. Tried it again. Boom, immediate kick out. And I love... More curb stomps. <laughs> then finally he got a two count. Yeah. So, Rollins started grabbing all sorts of weapons and started beating the crap out of them. Oh, yeah. Until finally he had a steel chair on his face, a ladder on top of that. Then he grabbed a uh, uh, it was a toolbox. Mm-hmm. A steel toolbox full of tools. Started beating them with that on top of the ladder through the chair and all that. And well, he just Instead of trying to pin him, he just kept backing off and staring at him like he was scared out of his mind. And finally he came out. He got back under the ring with the, the sledgehammer. And went to hit him with it. And the ref stopped him. No, you don't want to do this. You don't want to go here. And oh, yeah. He finally know. kind of backed off and kind of thought about it for a minute. Then he just went ahead and did it. Yeah, slam. <laughs> Still, the sledgehammer onto the the box, onto the you know, and they immediately stopped the match.
0: Yeah, yeah, it Started, was.
1: Brought the lights up, took up the the cage, and they brought out paramedics and all this trying to put. Bray Wyatt on it saying, Oh my God, his face is crushed and all this and that. And then Bray Wyatt just did like an undertaker. Yep. Sat up, put the mandible claw on Seth Rollins and just choked him out. Yep. Picked him up, threw him out of the ring. The light started flickering and going dark as he applied the mandible call again, and you saw blood spurting out of Seth Rollins' mouth and him gurgling and stuff, and that's the way the pay-per-view ended. Yep. With, you can overhear the crowd just booing. Yeah. Well, it was
0: booing. They were booing throughout the whole thing. Like, when, when
1: stuff was... But the end was kind of deafening. Yeah. You know, it just rose and rows and rows, and... Yeah. yeah. Um and it's like if booze is what you're going
0: for okay but it's like like I don't know if people were just trolling or what you know I out don't, I don't know quite what happened. I don't know if there was like a pre-show event. I'd have to check the dirt sheets and see if like Bray Wyatt like killed a puppy today or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever, but um, need since we're talking about the end of that match, you have to talk about, and I only have a passing knowledge of this because we didn't catch the beginning of SmackDown tonight because we were watching the pay-per-view. And, we
1: came in like an hour late.
0: Yeah. So in the earlier tonight thing, they showed Bray going after Seth Rollins, you know, like, in a classic old-school cane kind of way, coming out through.
1: That's right, through the mat. Yeah. Came out from under the mat and pulled him under, which gave Rollins the disqualification of victory for the first-round pick yeah. of the new draft thingy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was
1: facing off against Reigns? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, there was blood again tonight. With that uh, thing. But uh, this will probably go ahead and wrap this up here. You got any uh, final thoughts or anything?
1: Other than more um, I heart Bailey? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, unabashedly, we like the women's division in WWE more than the men's right now. And I I can't explain it any other way other than this. It's basically because the women understand, like, there's a passion there. I'm not saying the men don't have passion, but, like, men are showing up to do a job, and the women are living it. I don't know how else to... You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Okay, my final thought is this. I have been waiting ever since her debut in NXT to see, air quotes here, evil Bailey. Please let this go on and be an actual persona. Oh, yeah. Don't just pull back again. Let this ride out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For real. Because like it needs to be, and I mean, if if somewhere along this journey she gets some Bright Wyatt type powers, I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles here, number the phone one, Dribb rock five seven four. John, thank you for listening to the inaugural edition of Legion Nosebleeds, a wrestling podcast. Stay safe, everyone. Hopefully we'll be back with more next week. Right, right.